Good morning, I'm Miss Vigil, and we are here to talk about chapter 13 in the textbook, which is Westward Expansion uh, and how life progresses for people in the United States after the Civil War. Uh, so we are going to be talking first about why people decided to move west. Uh, there's a ton of people living on the East Coast uh, at this time, which is really, you know, Massachusetts, Maine, New Hampshire, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, places like that. Uh, a lot of settlement on the East Coast, but really none in the West. Uh, if you remember back to American History 1, you've got the 13 colonies. This is really where the main part of American cities and American uh, urban areas are growing. However, we see a ton of growth and things start to get a little bit overcrowded. Uh, there's a huge wave of immigration that comes in during this time. Between uh, 1830 and 1860, we see 5 million people immigrate to the U.S. Between 1860 and 1890, we see 10 million people immigrate to the United States. So there's a huge increase in the number of people that are coming in. And there's a big population boom um, in terms of people having children as well. So there's just a lot more people in the U.S. And when things start to get kind of crowded on the East Coast, there are some incentives that kind of draw people to move to the West Coast instead. Uh, then one of those main reasons is mining and looking for natural resources. Uh, if you've heard about like the California gold rush, uh, this falls under that category. There's a lot of kind of untapped uh, natural resources in the West that people believe they can go search out and find. So especially young kind of unmarried single men would take horses and wagons and go across the country and go look to see if they could be one of the spectators or prospectors who find uh, the who find gold uh, or silver or copper or oil any of these natural resources out west uh, but some families also decided to go there was a lot of opportunities for farming especially in the Great Plains. That's really Kansas, Nebraska, Wyoming, South Dakota, really the center of the United States. And that's where we see a lot of opportunities for farming. Uh, in 1862, Congress passes the Homestead Act, which is a law or a bill passed by Congress that says any American man can go take a portion of acres in the middle of the country if they decide to move out west. Uh, it's theirs for free as long as they decide to work it for a couple of years, then they'll be able to own the land. So this was a huge, uh, huge draw for many families, especially ones who were a little bit poor. There weren't a ton of job opportunities at this time on the East Coast. You could really uh, work in a factory um, or business if you were smart and had money, but that was about it. There weren't a lot of opportunities, so a lot of people decide to take their chances, grab a covered wagon, and go west. Uh, this journey was not easy. Uh, many people got sick from the food that they brought on the road or what they were able to find to eat out there. Uh, it was often very cold if you left at the wrong time, but sometimes you get stuck in like a flash blizzard or snowstorm anyway. Um, and we also have to keep in mind that while we think of the West as kind of this empty area that Americans colonized, it was actually full of people, uh, those being the Native Americans, who've been living there for uh, thousands and thousands of years at this point. Uh, the Great Plains especially, uh, there are many, many American tribes like the Sioux, spelled S-I-O-U-X. The Sioux Indians or Sioux Native Americans uh, were one of the largest tribes who lived in the Great Plains. Uh, the tribes were often nomadic, um, which means 
there wasn't uh, a set home base. They didn't have like a home. Instead, they would follow the patterns of where the buffalo herds would go. Buffalo were very important to the Native Americans and were a big food staple. Uh, they also made most of their clothing and homes out of the buffalo skins. Uh, so you have many, many Native Americans kind of following around the buffalo. Uh, there were other communities and tribes that actually had more settled locations, um, more permanent homes, uh, but in terms of the Great Plains, it was more nomadic. Uh, there were, as you could probably imagine, a lot of clashes between the Native Americans and the new white settlers coming in from the east coast of the United States, uh, and this led to a lot of violent conflict. Uh, the Battle of Little Bighorn is one that we'll be talking about in class uh, but there really are a lot of uh, battles, violent skirmishes between the two groups. Um, many white settlers believed that the Native Americans should not be on the land, that they didn't own it, that it belonged uh, to the white people. And this is all part of the concept of manifest destiny, which really says it's the white American's job to travel to the West and take over these lands and settle them for the good of the country and for the good of the people. Uh, so that's kind of their rationale, their reason for going out. Um, oftentimes, uh, the Native Americans are depicted as very violent um, and destructive. They spent a lot of time um, destroying the railroads that people were building to get across the West so that they didn't have to take covered wagons, trying to destroy that infrastructure. And there were many Native American resistance leaders that we'll be talking about in class uh, who led uh, their tribes to fight back against the U.S. Army. Uh, and this goes pretty well for the Native Americans until 1887 with the passage of the Dawes Act, uh, which is another bill passed by Congress that says all Native Americans must be moved onto reservations. Uh, you might be familiar with the term because it's still a pretty big thing today, uh, but essentially the federal government picked out the worst pieces of land, tiny pieces of land in the West uh, that were nowhere near the Native Americans' homes and forced them to live on these small pieces of land. There was often no way for people to farm, um, to find any type of food, and they weren't given any money. So they were essentially sent off to these reservations to die. Uh, some people argued that the Native Americans should be sent to boarding school with the rest of the other white children so that they could assimilate or be absorbed into American culture and society. There was a really big push to get rid of all Native American culture, and we do see a huge loss of Native American culture during this time that was never recovered. Uh, so yeah, we've got the conflict between white settlers, Native Americans, uh, and then this movement west through covered wagons, railroads, uh, and it really starts to open up a whole new area of the U.S. for the, for the federal government and the white settlers, not going so well for the Native Americans, but of course we'll talk all about this in class, uh, and I hope you enjoyed.